everyone. Welcome to the Creative BTS podcast. This is Brian Boucher, your host. And today we have a very special guest, Julia Zucchini, a commercial strategy leader in sports and gaming and co-founder of the Sneaker Sisterhood. Julia, thanks for joining. So excited to have you on. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Good morning. And we met as I do with a lot of people in London, over Instagram through the pandemic, I think, or like right when we moved here. And then we've actually met each other a few times in person now at different basketball events. So it's been great to actually meet you before having a podcast with you. And you're a hooper too. You're not just on the fashion side of things. You can also play. Um, yeah, sort of. Uh, buddy, buddies trying to keep up, but yeah, I still try and get down on the court when I can. Yeah, we're, we're both kind of veterans now where we both played in a basketball tournament this weekend and you start to get into like five or six, even three on three games and it starts to uh, take a toll for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so let's get into your background a little bit. Uh, so you're a commercial strategy leader. You've worked at a lot of different sports and gaming companies. Uh, can you just give a little bit more about your professional background and kind of what led you up to starting Sneaker Sisterhood? Yeah, so there's some sort of relation to it all, but I guess my background, as you said, primarily in traditional sports. So um, I've worked in basketball, football, Formula One, always in commercial strategy, focusing on partnerships. Uh, recently made the move to gaming because of the pandemic and seeing how everything developed. I was just quite interested in taking a, a leap into that world, which is growing exponentially. Um, with Sneaker Sisterhood, my my love for sneakers started from my love of sports mm -hmm. so uh, as you said big basketball head started playing when I was 12 years old and I used to I didn't know I was collecting but I had about a million pairs of and one Tai Chi's I don't know if you remember <laughs> those like really old school shoes yeah. it was pretty much all I could get back home in Italy in my size to, to hoop in when I was a kid and I was obsessed I had so many colorways and that kind of started off my obsession growing up in Italy, became quite big in the Air Max world, um, and then kind of snowballed into the Jordan world, again, through through the love of sneakers, um, Reeboks with Alan Iverson. I just started building oh, yeah. out this collection, and then my love of sports and sneakers connected made me want to do something further when I sort of settled in London and saw the community that was existing in London Mm -hmm. with some friends we really decided that we wanted to take that community to the next level and because of my background in commercial partnerships and sponsorships and working with brands I also saw the potential to let's say also commercialize that opportunity other than like just building a community so yeah it, it was all sort of interlinked yeah and so well first of all when I talk to younger people like on my basketball team that are in their early 20s about the 2000 shoes, like I was like, oh, remember those T-Mac 2s? That, like the T-Mac 2s yeah, were all the rage. They have no idea what I'm talking about. And it's really depressing. You just hit that, the 2000s babies. You're like, oh, wow, you have no idea what those shoes even were back then. I know. And they've missed out on what I think was probably the best period for sneakers, <laughs> especially like hoop sneakers. But That's all right. They'll learn. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, when did you exactly start sneak? I always want to say sister sneakerhood too, by the way. I'm glad I'll mix it up, I'm sure, at some point in this podcast. But when did you actually start the community? So the official community started in 20, oh my God, 2018, 20, 2019, 2019. 2019? Yes. So practically it started 
it all started through have you heard of offspring the retailer yeah um so offspring used to do these big pickup days on a saturday called super saturday and all the community would go and pick up their wins and it was a great opportunity to mingle and chat most of these days and a lot of the visible sneaker community is male Mm -hmm. so whenever you did see any other female it was a bit of like a Oh, there's another one. There's more than just me. Yeah. Even even though so many women are into sneakers, I think we're just maybe less in the public eye, less willing to potentially go to some of these events. So we started noticing like a little group of us sort of formed and we would always meet up for these Saturday events. Mm -hmm. We just had WhatsApp groups, Instagram groups. And then um, the Air Jordan 1 Blue Chills released. I wish I had them here to show you, but they're in the other room. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a women's only release. And so Austin did a big pickup day for women. And like hundreds of us came down for this pickup at their Selfridges store. And off the back of that, we all looked at each other and we we're like, what, what are we doing here? Like, this is such a great opportunity to actually create a safe space for us and a way to inspire and be creative together and just collaborate uh, especially because a lot of us have Instagram pages that we were trying to push and content that we wanted to put out so we really wanted to create a a group that could help each other out and so four of us decided to do something then a bit more substantial with it and luckily we all have quite different backgrounds so as I said I'm in commercial strategy my co-founder Jay uh, is in tv and video Uh, Jules is our resident photographer and Chelsea is a stylist. So wow, perfect. Yeah, Yeah, perfect fit. Yeah. So with these four backgrounds, it kind of became the the perfect group to actually create this community that could leverage on a number of different things and actually produce content and work with brands and Mm -hmm. help women on a number of different things. And so, yeah, we started in 2019, just as an Instagram page, generally not setting any expectations. We were just like, we just want to showcase women. Mm-hmm. We want to just create a page where we can post them and show how diverse we are and that you don't have to fit the mold that maybe the brands are currently working with of the skinny, blonde, white, athletic girl that is into sneakers. You know, you, mm-hmm. you can be from any ethnic background. You can be any size, but you can partake in sneaker yeah. community and you deserve to be seen. Um, and then it snowballed. And so it was mm-hmm. clearly really needed and something that women were just craving because they weren't getting the space that they deserved from brands and from more mainstream pages like your complexes and your vices and stuff unfortunately we're still really tapping into the hot girl and sneaker yeah. vibe um, and, and so yeah then then it all kind of went from there and it we started a Facebook page where um, was more of a discussion element to it and we could talk more obviously with the pandemic we joined the clubhouse bandwagon so we yes, were doing nice. talks on clubhouse which really helped us grow especially out in the u.s like we have a big mm-hmm. u.s audience so it's a global page so it's kind of a, it's all around the world it's not just you know uk yeah. London-based. yeah so i'd say our main markets are uk and u.s are our two strong ones mm-hmm. but then we have big following from other european countries france mm-hmm. italy um, we actually have a lot of followers out in Asia and the Philippines and Thailand as well. They're yeah. quite big into sneakers. So it's definitely global. Um, we always, always get asked, like, please, can you do like a tour of meetups? Please, can you come yeah, yeah. to Chicago, Detroit, LA? And we're like, ah, someone we're so fund excited. us. What, who's the brand? Yeah. yeah. Who's the brand partnership that will sponsor that? 
exactly like we're self-funded so obviously everything that happens is primarily in London Mm -hmm. but it's been really exciting to see grow and whenever we do any initiative with a brand so for example we've done uh, a couple of things with Nike for example for International Women's Day the past couple of years we involve our community from (coughs) sorry uh, from outside of just London and the UK as well because of the wonderful digital world we were able to do that so it's been a really exciting growth we now have a discord channel where we do a lot more of discussion and debate uh, and then of course we do our in-person meetups which give the women an opportunity to get to know each other um, especially sometimes when you're new to our community and you see people that are always there it might be a little scary to try and go and meet new people so we try and make it as welcoming as possible the co-founders were always willing to meet with people beforehand before they meet yeah, the, big group. the big group um because we are a, a loud <laughs> a loud group of people uh, that now know each other quite well so we always try and make it as easy as possible for new members to come in yeah so you started at a line in suffrages now a global global community you have i think over fourteen thousand followers on on instagram growing channels it's a really interesting thing of like, what is a community? Where do you grow a community? You p- you've picked one channel, which was popular at the time. Love to hear that you've gone onto Discord and building it more there. So it's kind of, it doesn't even matter what the tech platform is. The community kind of exists apart from all of those things, which brings the question, what is a community in your eyes? How do you define if you are or aren't a part of, or maybe that's not even the right way to frame it, but what? how do you define what a community actually is in the sneaker sisterhood? Um, yeah, that's, that's tricky. I guess for us, it's slightly easier because I think we are a sub-community of a community that is already pre-existing. So the sneaker community, which is obviously around people that love and enjoy the aspect of sneakers, whether it's for a collection, whether it's for flexing, whatever yeah. you're reason is to be into sneakers but we obviously all have a love of sneakers for whatever reason and then we are just a sub-community of that that is obviously primarily centered around our gender but I wouldn't even say that that is the main reason I would say that the reason why we've become quite a tight-knit community and the people that I see join our community align more in the reasons as to why they are into sneakers and that tends to be more of the Sorry, I need a drink. Oh, it's okay. (laughs) No worries. We're more on the love of actual collection and storytelling. So our community has formed around those pillars that are more, um, and I I don't want to be a gatekeeper in how I say it, but pillars that I think are a little bit more deeply rooted in the true love of sneakers rather than in the sort of passing fashion that might currently be the case in that world. And so I think that as a community, it just has slightly deeper roots and might be a little bit longer lasting because of the type of member that we have um, attracted to it. Well, it seems like with all of the co-founders backgrounds, the storytelling behind the design process, behind the releases, why they were designed a certain way, the colorways, like that's all an important part of your experiences with it. You on the brand partnership side, so if there's collabs with certain sneakers, that's really fascinating how that comes together. So that that makes a lot of sense that it's, and it, it's, you're right, it is like a sub-community, sub-communities within communities where it's like, all right, I like sneakers. What part of sneakers do I like? And you can kind of find yourself within that. Yeah, Exactly. 
Yeah. And the use of different platforms is really interesting to me. Do you find that you use, you, you mentioned Facebook's for conversations, Instagram is for kind of the storytelling around it. Have you found that there are different kind of ways you use different channels for the community? Yeah. And what are their so roles? That, what are like the best roles for those different platforms? Yeah. So that's sort of like what we've been experimenting with and what we've been trying is because we realized that um, we were always trying to start conversation on Instagram. So obviously you have your beautiful visual post, you're showcasing yeah. what you need to showcase. And then in the, in the caption, you're trying to start a bit of conversation, but it was always falling a bit flat. Like people at the end of the day, leave a comment, which is, unless it's something really controversial and something that people really have opinions on, if it's just something a little bit more light around sneakers, people aren't going to engage in yeah. hardcore conversation on an Instagram post over something as trivial as a pair of sneakers and a colorway or whatever. Um, so we've been testing different grounds to see where we could go. Um, obviously clubhouse was really good for that voice interaction when we couldn't be meeting in person. And we yeah. saw a lot of people willing to participate. You know, we had rooms with like a hundred people coming in and chiming yeah. in and discussing sneakers, which was, was great for us to see that has fizzled out mainly Seriously. because we're trying to be outside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't want to be on our phones anymore as much. Uh, and so we've tried to replicate that voice model on other channels. Facebook was the first place where we went. Um, it worked for a certain amount of time, but we thought it was just limiting in terms of functionality of the app. So mm -hmm. we've moved away from that as well. And Discord is now our primary discussion channel. Mm -hmm. It's great because there's so many different things, you know, because you can give those hashtags and different yeah. channels yeah. to talk in. We have everything from just, uh, we have something called like local tribe where women can just say, where are they from? Is there anyone that lives close to them so they can meet up in person? Because obviously yeah. we're global, but we as co-founders are not there. We have one to buy and one to sell pages. We have general discussion and debates. We have um, like all, all sorts. So that's really helped us grow more of that community that is interested in the deeper talk rather than just the visual side of things. But Instagram obviously is still great for us because we have, I cannot tell you, like thousands and thousands of women that tag us every day with all of our hashtags to be showcased, to tell their story. So we've started now new content strands to spotlight women and what they do or women yeah. in business or whatever else. So, yeah, we're, we're still trial and testing. We were looking at our stats the other day on Instagram. And uh, so we're like 75 percent female in terms of our audience and the ages are uh, 24 to 34, I think. Mm -hmm. or 25 to 34 is the age bracket that we're most popular in and obviously we're all in our 30s so that makes yeah. sense because we probably cater to people like us yeah. and now yeah. we're trying to think oh how do we get more to the, the gen z side of things and we're all discussing tiktok like oh, should we push more on our tiktok because we don't do anything yeah. like mm -hmm. uh, but obviously because this is our side hustle side business i think tiktok a lot of the time takes a little bit more thought and development because it's a video platform and you actually yeah. need to be doing something there but we haven't quite figured out what could work with us on tiktok because we're just not too keen in just doing your viral sneaker content we want to do something with a little bit more substance so and it's it's a big time investment exactly it. It, i mean it's just the content demands for tiktok are crazy exactly so um what we're, we're trying to do now as part of our community initiative is we tap into our community to actually support us on our platforms. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, it, it is unpaid labor. <laughs> we yeah. do it for the love of sneakers. 
But for example, we have women that do certain content strands on our Instagram. Um, this girl called Monica, she does her sneaker roundup every month and says what releases are coming. We have Nadia that does like a plus size fashion roundup. Mm-hmm. And so now I think we're going to start tapping into our community to see if anybody, for example, wants to manage our Discord, get some more conversation going yeah. on there, potentially find someone that's quite keen to to develop TikTok if they're looking to to go into that strand of work so they can showcase it on Sneaker Sisterhood with a bigger following. So I think that's part of community as well. We're trying yeah. to actually so, utilize it and work with our community because we have so many amazing creatives in it. Yeah. So I, it's it's interesting, like the Instagram, the Facebook, it's almost, the TikTok would, would be almost attracting people. It's kind of like the brand awareness for the community. And then to take it to the next level in, if you really want to start to have those one-on-one interactions, it has to go to a Discord because you're right. The Instagram comments are too hard. It's too hard to manage conversations to grow a community in Instagram comments alone. Uh, but for Discord, I, that's like the third podcast in a row where someone said we're building our communities on Discord. And you're also in gaming, so I, I'm sure you see it all the time with your brand partnerships and with the different teams. Uh, apart from kind of the the hashtags, which Slack has has made really popular as well, of having those different channels to talk in. What makes Discord so powerful for building these communities? To be honest, I'm still like making my way through Discord and really seeing how you can fully utilize the full power of it. But I think it's just obviously easily accessible. Um, I mean, it is similar to Slack. I think Slack is just because it's taken on more of that business edge. Totally. I think yeah. that's where Discord has also been able to succeed in a way that is more, well, further away from business and it's yeah. more of that informal connection. But the fact that we can have voice channels, um, we can create like different groups for different people to interact. The way that admins can manage it is like very straightforward on Discord and like really makes mm-hmm. it easier for us to manage a community. Um, and I don't think Slack has all of that functionality, for example, but, you know, we have all these different, um levels of admin we can have so again we have our co-founders but then we have a group now of 10 admins on our discord yeah. that help us moderate, moderate and regulate the platform and they really support us because we always have random people that join the discord and decide to post things that are inappropriate or rude or anything else yeah. so it's just yeah. been a great platform for us to be able to explore our global community and make sure that we're still creating this safe space for women to to discuss sneakers, fashion, but also personal issues. Like people talk about anything on the platform. They've made yeah. friendships off the back of it. So it's important for us to be able to keep that in Discord in the past. We haven't been on it long. I think it's been about six months mm-hmm. um, has really been able to provide that. So you've created a very personal community coming from four co-founders, really real connections, authentic connections being made. And you do work with brands. So how can brands really participate, I don't know how to phrase this, but what is a better way for brands to work with these communities where it's clearly a very authentic, very real thing. And you don't want to have just kind of brand sponsors thrown in. And as a co-founder, you don't want to dilute kind of that authenticity. So how do you think about best practices around brands working with these types of communities like yours? I think in general, we're quite lucky because the way that we work with brands obviously is already centered around a specific product and it's not necessarily a sponsoring of the sneaker sisterhood, but it's getting sneaker sisterhood involved in initiatives. Mm -hmm. Um, So already that is a more authentic way to, to work with a brand. But I think overall authenticity is key. And a lot of the times when we have discussions with brands, 
they want to heavily push their agenda or their aesthetic or their way of working on us. And we're always pushing back because there's a reason that people have gravitated towards our community and even ourselves as co-founders. And it's because we do things a certain way and we make sure that we are open and flexible and welcoming. And so we've had an example before and I I won't name brands, but um, we were involved in a campaign for a sneaker launch. It was all about women, empowerment, sisterhood. And we were asked, um, we often work with brands to provide talent because we have very diverse females in our community. We've now, we're not a talent agency, but we are, we love- You've got the talent. Yeah, we we have the talent. So we're- Obviously, we would never take a cut. We, we want our girls to succeed, but we want to be able to push forward diverse talent and give women a platform when they haven't received it in the past for whatever silly reason. And so we put forward talent, which was all shapes, sizes, races, um, ages, and age, big thing for sneaker brands. They don't like anyone above 25 years old. So... We, they still, you still see them not wanting to branch into different demographics there? A hundred percent. I wow. think age is now probably the, the main one that nothing gets done about. So we're uh, aged we have, out now. Are you kidding me? We're not in the target demographic anymore. No, we are not. Oh because my God. We put forward girls from uh, 14 with parental consent because we have a lot of mothers in our group with daughters that now love mm-hmm. sneakers, but obviously the mother influence. The baby sneakers. So, yeah. so adorable. So we have, we put forward women from 14. Um, I think the oldest was maybe 50. Uh, 15? 50, 50, 50. Okay. I was like, oh, thank God. Uh, so like a, a range of women, because that is exactly what we're about. Like mm-hmm. just because a, a woman turns 43 doesn't mean she's suddenly not into sneakers when she's been mm-hmm. collecting for the past 30. Like she's the one influencing yeah. the next generation. She's the one buying sneakers for her kids, male, female, non-binary. She, she is the one doing the influencing. But anyways, and the brand turned around and was like, too old. Whoa. Too old. Not, not, even, not even the 50-year-old. They said that about the 40-year-old and the 30-year-olds. So we had to, Crazy. Um, at, at that point, at the, the deadlines were short, so we had to switch it up. And then they ended up bringing their own talent in um a couple of girls that were in their early 20s and um they weren't as they they weren't part of um sneaker sisterhood and uh, potentially maybe not as much into sneakers as some others of us so then on the day of the shoot it was slightly like us and them and didn't feel as natural and as authentic as it could have so they went against your entire premise. You know, if your uh, communities are out inclusivity and they're specifically denying that, uh, but wanting to still bring you in. Yeah. That, that's exactly. Totally so to me, that was disappointing because I, I'd like to think that the reason why brands work with us is because of this community that is inclusive yeah. that we've created. So to then have brands turn around and be like, but actually we only like certain elements of your inclusivity or certain yeah. elements of what you do is just disheartening. Um, so now that we sort of learned that lesson last year with this, we're really being more vocal with brands when we work with them about what we want. And we've become a little bit more grounded and firm in terms of the responses that we give when brands want to work with us, because we're not willing to actually be flexible on that anymore. Um, if brands want to work with us, they need to 
stick to what we know and to what is sneaker sisterhood. So yeah, authenticity and also brands in general. Of can course, you give an example of the of of a good uh, brand collaboration you did? You have a, yeah, you have, can I you share mean, any best practices there of one you've actually done? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to share any like specific brand names, yeah. but um, or we, events, we, different ways you've done it. Yeah, anything. Yeah, we work with um with a, a sneaker brand that's actually a little bit less mainstream, um, and they're really trying to crack the London market and really crack the female market because they have a primarily male demographic and. The way the reason why it works is because they give us full creative uh, freedom mm-hmm. and freedom of choice. So, of course, brands will have certain things that they need done. But I think when you go into a community, you need to re- rely on them as the experts of their field, their community, and who they're talking to. They let us write captions how we want to write captions they don't force captions on us which i think is the most awkward thing that brands do Mm -hmm. is make direct captions on instagram in a certain way again they give us the creative freedom they let us choose the talent that we want they let us style the shoes how we want and they they're not too strict with those creative briefs and we've seen that actually that just resonates a lot better with our audience Um, and also in terms of the way that like how we create that content in terms of static content, video content. Again, they give us more freedom there. And they're also amazing because they offer wide product. So they offer product that can be seeded to a number of different women. So then the women can also get creative with that product. And we do a lot of more of that user-generated content, which I think actually works quite well and can become a lot more exciting for a brand once lots of people in the same community are kind of riding that wave um, because especially on Instagram, because we're this microcosm of, of sneakers. Yeah. Um, if you're in it, you realize that sort of everybody follows everybody. And so if you suddenly have, you know, 20 women all posting about this, not new brand, but brand that is trying to push through. Yeah. It spreads. Taking notice yeah. and it becomes this digital word of mouth that works quite well. So, um, I've enjoyed working with brands like that, that are a little bit more flexible and understand that we, we get it. Like we know what we're doing in, in three years, we've built a community of 15,000 women, um, you know, thousands on, on discord and Facebook that chat every day and we know what we want. Um, and also that has also then transferred to us being able to consult on sneakers and development and apparel for yeah. women, which has also been exciting. I think when brands tap into the partnerships to a deeper level that then goes to the product side, that's also amazing to see because yeah. again, people at sneaker brands absolutely know what they're doing. They release incredible products every year, but the female market, a lot of the time is still complaining. We still get the shrink it and pink it uh, yeah. vibe yeah. on sneakers. So listening to these communities of women that come that have come into sneakers from all different backgrounds, whether it's fashion, sport, music, um, siblings, whatever it might be. Brands that have taken notice, I think, have made big, big leaps in the female market. So obviously behind these brands, there's actually real people. Do you find those real people at the brands participating in your Discord, getting to know you over time and then reaching out? Or is it just kind of the cold DMs through Instagram? How have you found, like, do they get themselves in the community first and that works well so they learn and then contact you? 
it's been really interesting because we are clearly oblivious as to who follows us at times yeah <laughs> um like the other day i saw the um director of a product at um, ivy park beyonce's adidas mm-hmm. line was following us and like interacting with us and i was like oh my god whoa how did, <laughs> like how did we not know that she was following yeah. us you don't have uh, a crm so- set up in the background pulling all the new followers and no. putting them as leads yeah we definitely should though i wish that we had more time for this community because there's so much that we could do but what we noticed the most actually was during clubhouse that is when brand people oh, yeah. were coming in and listening. That was a lot of easy. You see that profile. Oh yeah. It, Clubhouse is like you're you're listening, but you're also just clicking through everyone's profiles to see who yeah. they are behind. So the I was always the creep, like clicking on everyone. I was like, oh my God, brand manager at Jordan Brand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. director of marketing at Merrill, like all sorts. We had um a lot of people listening in, and a lot of them definitely follow us on Instagram. So I think they see what we do. And like just the other day, we got a message from uh, a big sneaker retailer being like, I've been following you for for ages. I love what you're doing. We'd love to advise about a potential collaboration and piece of work. So yeah, we definitely see brand people because a lot of, that's a lot of people that work for these brands. They love sneakers themselves. Totally. Um, There's more and more women also involved in these brands. Thank God behind the Mm -hmm. scenes. So they also want to see us shine. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely see a lot of connections being formed that way. I wouldn't say that they part, they participate as much on the discord, mm-hmm. at least not the people on the, let's call it commercial and marketing side, but yeah. we do have people from the product sides that get involved, which I always oh. enjoy. Because, uh, yep. Like your, your colorists, your material designers and stuff, which is super fun because yeah. those are such technical roles that we don't know anything about. Um, They're doing their homework. They're doing their customer research, product research. Yeah. And, you know, like they work on products like three years out, which to me is crazy how they could work on colorways and materials three ways and three years in advance. Uh, So it's always super fun to to find out more from these people and get an insight on what they do. Uh, So you mentioned kind of getting more into the design side, collaborating, actually having influence over the product. And I've seen collaborations like there was one that was really interesting to me was Cool Mac. Do you know the photographer creative Cool Mac? Mm -hmm. He did a collab and had his own sneaker line. You know, he had his own collaboration That's where awesome. it was the Cool Mac uh, sneakers. And I was like, whoa, like photographers can do that. Like the creative yeah. side can do that. So is that the eventual eventual kind of goal of Sneaker Sisterhood is to start to get more involved on the product side? What is kind of that that end goal that you're going for as you build the community? Yeah, we always have this discussion and I don't think we necessarily have an end goal because at the end of the day, we just want to be a place for positive conversation and a sense of belonging um so we don't have this crazy like it doesn't need to be a commercial goal yeah we we haven't we haven't set ourselves an insane target however we would like for brands to at times take us more seriously in terms of what we can offer so Mm -hmm. we've had conversations here and there around sneakers and development and how that could work. And I don't know if you've heard of The Basement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So The Basement, um, good friend of my, Paolo, he started that community. It's an incredible community. Oh, wow. Yeah. They've done a bunch of events here. I went to their MLB Europe event um, where they yeah. brought a bunch of people to kind of build the baseball community here. They're at the NBA Hennessy event and they had exactly. a team. So, yeah, totally. So they're an incredible community. Their Facebook group is so alive. Um, they, they really tap into 
um, mental health and really supporting each other, especially that that male support and males voicing some of their mental health issues, which I think is amazing because I think it's truly lacking. So I love that that has stemmed from a love of sneakers and streetwear into that. And I sort of, you know, you, you need to look up to someone. And I really look up to what Paolo's built because he's doing sneaker collabs with New Balance and all sorts. And not only does he have an impeccable sense of style, so it also makes sense why brands are working with him. He's, he's had his basement shoes with Nike. He's done Air Maxes with them. Um, but people that then feel like they belong to that community, they want to have that sneaker on foot because, again, mm-hmm. it's that then visual sense of belonging. Like, I'm part of the basement. I love what they're producing. I love what yeah. they do. So, um, I mean, yeah, huge shout out to what they do. Um, and I would love for us to be able to translate into that as well. We, we had a big rebrand at the start of this year, um, thinking ahead to something like that. Um, our old logo was a little bit more playful and maybe not really apt for certain things. So we've really tried to now develop a brand and some storytelling that can support us if we take it to that next level of working with brands or even developing our own line of apparel and so on. You know, for now we've just dabbled, but we want to work with more creatives and put out more physical stuff as well. Great. Well, if you're listening brand sponsors and anyone that works at any sneaker companies, throw a sponsorship out there, throw a collab out there. Let's do it. Let's make a cool sneaker for women. Let's make a cool sneaker. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on. Anything to plug anything coming up? Where can people find you? Um, find us at Sneaker Sisterhood on Instagram. Same on Discord. Same on Twitter. Uh, you got the name. Amazing. We actually have an event in, if you're in and around London, let me get the date. I believe it's the, on the 30th of July, uh, we're just doing a big community meetup. Uh, outdoors so if you check out our page we've posted that and you can rsvp at the link in bio but in general if you have any ideas if you're a creative if you want to collab in any way dm us or dm me at julia z12 on instagram we are always happy to chat we are so willing to work with creatives from really all avenues we just want to do cool stuff together so just reach out we're very open-minded amazing well thanks for coming on julia thanks for having me